Welcome to the CBD Ed Show with Edward Cheney, the founder and CEO of Canafil, a manufacturer of CBD-infused products for human and pet consumption. In this program, we will discuss the uses of CBD and other methods for alternatives and complements to conventional medical treatment. Now, here is your host, Ed Cheney. Welcome, listeners, to the CBD Ed Show. I am your host, Ed Cheney. I am normally here with my co-host, Kimberly Rose. Kimberly Rose is probably sunning on some extremely beautiful beach. Well-deserved vacation. Kimberly will try to tote this show without you today. Anyway, today the show should be fairly interesting as we look into the different types of products that have landed in this new industry. I need to point out, it's not as new as people would think. Literally, CBD phytocannabinoids were first discovered in 1940, and then testing on CBD was actually done as early as 1946, and then the the first product released in 1960. However, we know that this industry took flight about seven to eight years ago, and that the, the, the really big ramp up has been over the last four. Now, with the amount of products that have flooded into the market and the market yet to be regulated, it's a pretty easy task to divide all these products into today's show topic, which is the good, the bad, and the ugly. And we're going to do our best to give you good insight Uh, and maybe even entertain you with this subject today. We have a really, really great guest today. Kit O'Connell is a freelance journalist and a hemp consultant, and he's from Austin, Texas. His work has appeared in numerous magazines, uh, The Hemp Magazine, The Texas Observer, and Yes Magazine, among among others. But Kit writes about hemp and helps brands maximize their online reach. Now, when you... Type in this subject about the many products that are out in today's CBD market, you will find a lot of his written materials. Uh, So he really is an authority on this, and I can't wait for everyone, including myself, to get his contribution on this subject today. So let's welcome Kit to the show. Hey, it's so good to be here. It's really great to meet you, Ed, uh, and to join your program today. Yeah. Kit, listen, I think you were, you're were going to be such a great find, especially at this topic. I really hope that uh, uh, not only will we share great details today, but we will set ourselves up for a, another uh, uh, guest opportunity on a show together. Uh, that would be great. I'm excited already, so, right. so I think that, that's pretty likely. Well, that's terrific. I thought what we'd, uh, we'd talk about is, is kind of a lead-in. Why is this conversation even coming up? And then literally kind of dive into the products themselves, maybe dividing them into the good, bad, the ugly. I can tell you one of the things I did, Kit, that I have not shared with you yet is I noticed that you participate in the writing of, a, of an online blog that was – 52 different products in the market. Oh, <laughs> that was a fun one. Yeah. <laughs> it did look fun. It did look fun. Now, I chose not to print all the content, but I did print the 52 items. So I'm pretty <laughs> sure we'll have, an, we'll have a, an entertaining conversation about, because that's a lot of products. It's a lot of products. Yeah. I mean, 
I'm excited that some of those are out there. I think it's great to have the variety out there, uh, but it also it means that we have to have a little bit of education and, and discretion uh, from from buyers because there's some garbage and there's yep. some great stuff, and you got to learn a little bit to understand the difference. Yes, yes, and, and and you're right. You do have to possess this knowledge, and you have to gain this on your own because it's unregulated, and this is a new and explosive market. And entrepreneurs are just famous for innovating. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and everybody wants to find their little niche, you know. So, yeah. like, where 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 can I go that there isn't anybody yet? And so they're all trying these new products, and that's awesome in some cases. But as we'll get into, it, it's not not so awesome in others. Yeah, yeah. And I think another great contribu- contribution that Kit's going to have uh, is at towards the end of the show we will. Uh, continue to have conversations but we'll, we'll go to the scams the scams that are in this industry uh which again i feel will be extremely helpful to you listeners well let's shock let's just get started uh what i know about this industry it is that it has a low barrier to entry meaning that it's not difficult to either set up shop at your house uh, maybe a small office, a retail store. None of these are super expensive. They're very easy to get into. The market's not regulated, so that the, so the standards and the regulations are not set yet. So nobody has to you know spend seventy five grand to have a product evaluated by FDA. And if you've got twelve products, do the math. You can see how that could thin out those who want to enter into this market. But to date, we don't have any of those things, so everybody has an opportunity, and I think that's great in some ways, and I think that's challenging in another. Uh, <laughs> some of the challenges we'll talk about today as we, we go through this list of the good, the bad, and the, and the ugly. So let's just, let's get, uh, Kit, can we get your just general oversight on... <laughs> What you what you've written on what you've seen? Sure, uh, I guess my general oversight. I think we are potentially about to see some regulation. We know that the FDA is is looking into this heavily, but they're also feeling challenged by this whole industry because of its explosion. And you know they've got this kind of special uh, council of people evaluating CBD now, trying to figure out what should we do with this. That's not something that that happens with other industries or other products, other supplements, whatever you want to call CBD. Uh, it's it's not something that happens that often. It's a unique situation. Yeah. Uh, and you know, um, I'm really excited by a lot of the new products that pop up and just the um, ability to get some really incredibly good stuff. It's it's coming from just really quality brands where you know it's, they're starting with good farmers. And ending up with good products where they're really showing care the whole way through. But there's also the opposite. There's, like you said, I think people don't realize how easy it is. You know, um, if I'm a, a doctor or a chiropractor or a massage therapist with a few thousand dollars to burn, you know, I can get a, a brand to white label CBD for me. And now I have a CBD brand that I can promote and sell. Yep. And, and sometimes those are great. Like some white label brands are created with care. But some of them are just garbage that's quick to market, uh, and people need to be aware of that. Um, 
So, you know, it always pays to ask some questions. And I think that's kind of where we're going with this is hopefully we're teaching people to ask the right questions when they're buying their CBD because that's just a necessary thing right now. Right. Uh, and I think even when the FDA comes in, you're still going to need to have discretion and education because we know from other parts of the wellness industry that the FDA just doesn't have the money to police every single product. Whether or not they should, they can't. Right. So, Good point. you know, it's always going to require some discretion and, and education, I think, even when the FDA comes in and does uh, have some regulation. Good wisdom. Good direction. The uh, I, I think the two biggest areas to look into – uh, are efficacy and then safety. So when you are mm-hmm. looking at into these different brands and trying to make a decision, keep those two as your highest concerns, efficacy and, and I think efficacy is probably the one that is challenged the most. I think so too. You know, safety is important. We do talk to people about like checking the lab results and that helps you Yep. Check both this, you know, that's that's an important topic, checking the third-party lab test. But, and that helps you look at both, like, the strength and the purity of something. Uh, and the purity is, is important. Uh, there are cases where impurities have made it into products that some of them could have been unsafe. But that is less common. What's really common is products that aren't anywhere near as strong as advertised. That is, unfortunately, incredibly common. Yes. Uh, and so it's really important to work with, you know, brands, to only buy from brands that, that are, are going to, let you verify it and, and, you know, have some transparency about how their products are made, you know, where they're getting their products from, that kind of thing. And can I share something that I, I know you believe in this kit as I hear Please. you and read is that the better the consumers do this job, the more effective FDA can be at wrangling this industry into something that is more reliable to the consumer. I think that's true. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, I think that, uh, and, you know, the industry obviously has responsibility, too. I think we shouldn't, you know, if you're involved in the industry, you shouldn't go along with stuff that you know is just kind of a a scam, to be honest. Like, you know, let's, you know, where we can, let's be calling out, as we're going to be, people who are really are are the bad actors, you know, who are doing things that are unethical. Um, You know, I think... People got into hemp with kind of this starry-eyed feeling yeah. that it's going to save the world. Yep. And, and I love hemp. I, 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 I think it's fantastic. But uh, it's only going to save the world if we work with it, if we do the right things with it, if we grow it yes. and sell it and market it in ethical ways. Yeah. Um, and it has to be part of this bigger picture. So, so yeah, you yeah, yeah, so, have to be realistic about it. So I see us in the market self-regulating. I see those consumers policing the market by deciding where to spend your dollar. That's a really good point. Yeah, they talk about voting with your dollars. Yep, yep. That's something you'd be doing right now in the CBD industry very effectively. Um, Absolutely. And and, And consumers, you've done an outstanding job so far. Listeners, you really have given... You've allowed this industry to go to grow and stay with the consumer because at some point this industry was at risk to be taken either by big pharma or by the federal government. It really had a couple of big opportunities, especially when they used CBD as the active ingredient in a pharmaceutical. It was really close to being pulled off the shelf and only then allowed to be in pharmacology. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, there aren't too many substances. I think it's important to talk about that. There aren't too many substances that are both prescription and like over the counter in this way. But there are some. They're out there, and, and clearly we're going to need to carve out one of those exceptions yeah. with the FDA for CBD. And that's kind of this long process that's happening now behind the scenes. Yep. But that unfortunately leaves consumers kind of in the dark at the moment. I, uh, you know, they'll come down on you if you make those claims that no one should be making. If you say CBD cures cancer, it's pretty likely eventually the FDA is going to come down on you, as they should. But it's still going to take some time, unfortunately, yep. <laughs> before sure they get is. to you. Yeah, it sure is. And I want to note uh, something. I did bring a few test results. So, Kit, when we get to the resources part, we'll be able to help them to understand test results. Fantastic. Perfect, okay. perfect. Good. Well, okay. If, if, uh, now, I'm looking at the list uh, of these 52 products, <laughs> and you know I want to r- go right to the ugly, but I'm not going to. We'll start with the good sure. products. Sure, sure. From, from your observations, what, what, which group of products or individual type of products fall in the good list? And then we'll, we'll kind of discuss the characteristics of them. Yeah. Um, well, you know, just right off the top of my head, if you want to talk about innovation being positive, okay. you know, because like I like CBD oil. We'll start with that. That's a good, solid product, right? The tinctures or oil, whatever you want to call it, it kind of has this interchangeable name, oil slash tincture. Yep. Uh, that's a great, solid product. It's also kind of the, the original CBD product to some extent in this industry. Uh, I, but I think that's solid. I take it every day and it's great. Uh, but if you want to talk about innovation, I really like uh, CBD inhalers. That's just like a new product that's not so, gotten a lot of intention, but it's something that I think has a lot of promise. And it has, you know, and that's because, like, you know, you can you can uh, measure the efficacy of it. Every pump is going to give you the exact same amount of CBD coming out of one of these inhalers. And uh, CBD that's inhaled is actually very bioavailable, which means it's easy for our bodies to absorb it. And I'll go ahead. I 100% agree with you. That all is very spot on from my knowledge as well. Yeah, exactly. And so it's like that. And so if you want to break down what I like about that product, uh, it's, it, it works very quickly because it's so bioavailable. Uh, it, it's able to be absorbed very quickly into our bodies and efficiently into our bodies is what that means, yep. uh, to use less scientific terms. And it's easy for me to measure it, and, I, and the brands that are producing this product on the whole tend to be very responsible in that they're giving these lab tests, they'll answer questions, you know, they make it really clear what they're doing and how. Yeah. And I think those are some really important characteristics as brands that should be trusted are very transparent. It's easy to get a hold of them and ask questions. It's easy to find more information about their products, whether that's what's in them, how they were made, yep. uh, you know, even if you care about environmental concerns, like how they're packaged, if that's a concern for you, you, know, you should be able to find out information that matters to you easily. Um, one of the things when I was working with Ministry of Hemp, you know, we would get, I would get in my inbox fairly often just emails from people who had found these kind of fly-by-night CBD brands that just threw up the, barely a website and they'd figured out how to spam often these kinds of older people, uh, people just in general who were less educated, they found. You know, if they, they could uh, 
to spam a lot of people. They know they get people that didn't know much about CBD yep. is the bottom line. They could appeal to them with a good story. And, and uh, you know, you need more than a good story to, to buy a CBD product. And, you know, unfortunately, you need to get some, some facts about it. And, you know, it's, it's great when there's a way to connect with the brand. You know, if they tell you about the founder and how it helped them, I think that's great and, and very genuine in a lot of the cases I, of people I've met in this industry. They get into it for very good reasons. But you also need, like, the crunchy details, uh, the, the lab tests, you know, the transparency about sourcing of the material, uh, that it's made in a facility that's clean. Uh, all those kinds of things should be easy to find out uh, on a brand's website um, and by doing some a little bit of research, you know, looking at some reviews maybe also. Again, that's good guidance. Uh, let, let me talk about this inhaler for those listeners. Inhalers, probably it's obvious. It's, it's, it's a device that can distribute uh, a very precise amount at every dose. Now, some might think, oh, inhalers also include vape cartridges. And this is, although it's the same delivery method, the problem with a vape cartridge is the unpredictability of the dosing, which even clini a, yeah. Yeah, clinical studies have a challenge with this as well, uh, using any type of vape cartridges. So an inhaler is a, that's its niche in the market. Because if you need mm -hmm. a predictable dose, and I would imagine that's also where clinical study probably have moved into is only using inhalers for their, their reviews and their, or their clinical studies and trials. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, for people who, there are some people who especially like uh, uh, anxiety is a good thing. You hear a lot of people who feel very quick, mm -hmm. you know, symptoms and anxiety relief of that uh, very quickly from CBD. Something that's inhaled uh, can be a... Uh, for some of those people, it's, very, it's a very fast response to it. Uh -huh. So that's, that's something I've experienced. If I've been feeling a little too anxious, there have been times that I've you know, used an inhaler as well as some other tools available to me, and that has helped me because it's a very immediate yeah. form let's, of... Let's talk about fast. Two to five minutes yeah. is what he means. Two to five minutes is, is how quickly we have experienced getting results once it's taken through your respiratory system. Mm -hmm. It's a little slower with the, with the CBD oil, but, you know, of course, the reason that people often advise you not to just swallow that, they tell you to hold it in your tongue, is that's under your tongue because there's a mucous membranes down there, and that's going to help you absorb it, hopefully, more of it into your bloodstream so that you're not just depending on the digestive tract to get it because right. that starts to become much less efficient. Uh, uh, you know, as a way of getting your CBD. All right. And it also can kind of change change the action potentially. Let's play around. Right. much about that. I Sorry, absolutely, go ahead. absolutely agree with you. Let's move in, down through this list. Give me, categorize these uh, when I call them yeah. out. What do you think uh, suppositories, good, bad, or ugly? That's great. That's a fascinating and good way of using it. Uh, again, there's some science there that shows that suppositories, it's gonna, it sounds a little strange, but that's exactly what it sounds like. They're Ones that can be uh, inserted uh, uh, anally or vaginally, uh, and and they help people. They're, it's a way that uh, there is a lot of mucous membranes down there, as weird as that sounds. Nope. And so it's going to absorb very quickly into your body if you use that. So there is some science behind that. I've talked to some consumers that have used it, uh, for example, for uh, symptoms of, of uh, their menstrual cycle that get pretty intense, and some of them will swear by them. So... You know, that's a, that's a really interesting niche product that I think is great. Well, just for delivery it, itself, uh, I think a lot of people will take edibles just be, because of the simplicity of edibles. 
But the problem Absolutely. is you have to go through the digestive process, and then you've got to wait till it gets to the small intestines for, for, for absorption. And all this can take time and reduce bioavailability. But wow, suppositories. If you don't have an issue with the application, that <laughs> is a pretty easy uh, way to administer your CBD, but not worry about losing bioavailability or, or time through this process. Because, yeah, the absorption rate's pretty quick. Mm-hmm, absolutely, yeah. And, I mean, I like edibles. We can talk about that next since oh, we're talking yeah. about categories. I want to go you mac know, and I, cheese. <laughs> oh, my gosh, mac and cheese. That is quite a product. That, that's going to go into the weird and ugly, maybe, right? Uh, <laughs> You know, I think anybody, if you if you search on me, you probably find out that I really like CBD gummies. But okay. I just love gummy candies, I'll be honest. I really like gummy ah, candies. Okay. Yeah, yeah that's a, just a guilty pleasure. But if you're going to get into those, you have to be really careful because some of them are terribly made. Yes, they let's are talk gonna about take, that. They're gonna take, yeah, they're going to take longer to work. We already talked about that because they go through the digestive tract. But All even right. the good ones, which there are good ones out there, certainly, but there's ones that are very poorly made and they just, for example... We'll take a kind of generic gummy candy and then just kind of spray CBD isolate on the outside of it. And then they'll let it sort of dry and ship it. Yeah. You know, the yeah. ones that are a little bit better made than that, but not much. And so it's just, it's, it's, a, it's a product that you need to know that the, the CBD is, is throughout it. Yep. And it can, you know, this is where we get into that full spectrum topic. Um, a lot of people feel like the full spectrum products work better for them there's a little bit of science around that although it's not settled by any means um you know because there's this idea that all the different compounds and you know the the, the cannabis plant the hemp plant work better together right. rather than apart. and like i said the science isn't 100 percent settled but i think there's some there and i think it's worth noting that a lot of just consumer anecdotal reports say that you feel more yep. if you're getting full spectrum product now with a gummy it's a little more likely that you're going to taste a little of that hemp there. It's not just going to taste like a purely sweet candy right. when you eat it. You're going to taste it. But sometimes that's good. I put, um, I make my own CBD butter, and I put it on my oatmeal in the morning, and I love the flavor. Of that. Oh, Plus, terrific. I feel like it, it is very, like, I feel like over time, because it's, you know, you know, kind of easing into my digestive tract. I personally feel like it helps me, but it's not if I need immediate relief. It's not. I wouldn't, you know, eat that CBD oatmeal. I'd be turning to something like that inhaler right. if I felt like, or an oil if I felt like I needed fast relief. Right. Well, one of, the, one of the known characteristics of CBD is anti-inflammatory, and we'd be amazed how inflamed our digestive process usually is with most of the foods that are available to us these days. Anyway, that's probably a different show. Uh, let, me, let me keep going. I've got some interesting ones. I really want to move over to Intimate Lube. Really, sure. your, your two cents on Intimate Lube. I have reviewed a couple of them. I think they're very interesting products. Uh, I think there is uh, some reason to believe that applying CBD to that area could help people. Um, if we want to talk about the way CBD works, is it activates this part of our nervous system called the endocannabinoid system. And, of course, that's a whole topic for its own show. Yep. But it's all through our nervous system, and that includes our genitals. So in that area, we have receptors for... CBD, for THC, for all those other cannabinoids that are in a full-spectrum product, we can receive those down there, and there's reason to believe it can help. It can uh, change the way blood flows to that area. It can change pain response for some people. 
Uh, for some people, it, can, it seems to increase their arousal and kind of makes them feel more relaxed. Uh, you know, I, I don't know how much uh, science there is behind that, but I personally think it's a great product to have on the market. I don't think everybody necessarily needs to run out and buy a CBD lube. Um, you know, without getting too much into my life, I don't use them all the time, but I think they're interesting products, right? Okay. All right. And that's interesting. I, I, I know there is an abundance of receptors in our reproductive area. Uh, so exactly. this is not uh, an unreasonable uh, outcome. Uh, I don't personally have any experience with it, and I was happy that you shared what you shared. Uh, I think sure. a lot. I think I've heard a lot of responses from customers going, "What is this?" But it means it's still on the shelf, so that means somebody is finding value from it. Absolutely, yep. yeah. And I mean, I think there are people who have. Uh, I'm not going to go into them, but I think there's people with some health conditions okay. that can help who have you know issues down there, and also, like I said, just people find some. Uh, pleasure from them. So I think that's cool that they're out there. All right. I'm going to keep going. Uh, yeah. I think beard, beard balm. Uh, and, <laughs> and, and, and I'm going to just throw that in with shampoo too. So I don't see shampoo on the list, but I'm going to go for both beard balm and shampoo. Thoughts on that, Mr. Kitt? Uh, you know, I think, you know, I love having uh, my beard smell nice, but uh, I don't think there needs to be CBD in there. Uh, you know, um, if you're dealing with inflammation in your face, I think, you know, again, CBD skincare as a whole, there's some validity there. Because, again, CBD receptors, endocannabinoid receptors in our skin, CBD is a proven anti-inflammatory. So it makes sense that for some people who are dealing with inflammatory conditions in their skin, that could help them. But, you know, I don't know. Uh, the, my, the hairs of my beard themselves don't have any endocannabinoid receptors. That is correct. They are manufactured. <laughs> they are manufactured cells, and uh, and do not have an, uh, a component in these. And that's true for my hair too. In my head, up on top right. of the scalp, you know. Um, but I've heard I don't know inflammation any... to the scalp can yeah. be uh, okay. can be an issue, but not the hair itself. Sure. But yes, inflammation to the scalp. Uh, but I think when I see beard balm, I'm not really seeing anybody rub it into the chin, the skin underneath the beard. Uh, and so I'm with you on, well, you know, might smell nice or smell rustic. <laughs> Maybe that's the, yeah, outcome. exactly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> let's, uh, let's, uh, let's keep going. Let's, we've got a few more here we can have fun with. Sure do. <laughs> uh, here, you, you pick one. I know you have to know the list. Oh, sure. Uh, let's see. Um, you know, we want to talk about some, some ridiculous products. There's all this kind of CBD clothing pillows. Oh, let's have fun uh, with that one mattresses bracelets yeah. i've got a lot of press releases for cbd bracelet for a while okay. just, what are you what are you doing uh it's not a thing and how would it work it just doesn't once you start to break it down it doesn't make sense like am i absorbing the cbd uh through my sheets how do i know how much cbd is left how do i know how much cbd i'm, I'm getting um what why would i spend wash it happens when you wash it uh, do I just throw out a whole mattress after 12 months or 24 months or whatever the CBD lasts? Well, that's not how often I replace my mattress. I don't know about you. Uh, you know, uh, of course, some of these podcasts are sponsored by mattresses. So, you know, we can, <laughs> we can I, joke about that. That's, that's very true, <laughs> right? Now, but most of us don't replace our mattresses that often. So why would you spend so much on one and then throw it out when it runs out of CBD? Are you, 
or just it'll make sense, or just not have expectations. Uh, once the CBD runs out, according to whatever the directions are, but I guess that's fair. Here is the <laughs> here is the great opportunity, listeners. Is the questions that he presented are the right questions to ask if you want to spend money on this? It's not to on suggest any product, really. Yes, right. Get down to the nitty gritty. How realistic is this that I will get what I'm looking for? Uh, which is mm-hmm. CBD has to get into the body. If it doesn't get into the body, it literally is just a smell. That's kind of, well, could be a look too. But anyway, yeah, the purpose is you got to get it into the body. And can that happen if it's in clothing? Mm-hmm. And when, yeah. it, when it first came out in activewear, I think we did maybe half a show on it just because it was that entertaining. <laughs> it really was. All right. Now, uh, we're going we're gonna to take a break. Uh, We'll give our sponsor a chance to say how great they are. And when we come back, uh, I think we're going to continue this subject and then start start going into the list of resources to help the consumers out uh, when they are faced with this voting with their money. All right. So let's take a break and we will be right back. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Live authentically. Heal naturally with Canafil. We have three unique blends for pain relief, reducing stress, and promoting healthy sleep. Visit Canafil.com for the convenience of online shopping that includes free shipping. Or if you're in Arizona, stop by our store in Phoenix for personal consultation and product selection. Our friendly staff is here to help you. All of our products have full third-party testing and a seven-day satisfaction guarantee. Call 480-599-1003 or visit Canafil.com. Canafil, giving you your life back are you finding your frequency it can be described as that space between failure and success it's the future of digital media it's finding your voice it's engaging topics content and ideas jeff and ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects it's about making the mistakes taking the chances summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Want an insider's pass to everything that goes on in Hollywood? Join Summer Helene every week for Behind the Scenes. Summer Helene is known as the Duchess of Hollywood because she knows the insiders, legends, and celebs and brings the stories, the gossip, and the backstage scoop. It's the real Hollywood, though. So this program is for adults only. Behind the Scenes can be heard live every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on The Voice of America Variety Channel. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Yeah. 
You are tuned in to the CBD Ed Show. If you have a question that you'd like addressed on a future episode of our program, please send an email to info at canafil.com. That's info at C-A-N-N-A-F-Y-L.com. Now back to the CBD Ed Show. Hey, welcome back, listeners. CBD Ed Show, talking about him, our CBD products, the good, the bad, and the ugly. We are here with Kit O'Connell, and we are going to continue to help direct you so that you can make some good decisions regarding your CBD purchase. Now, one place, Kit, one place that we did not go to was pets. And I think before we move on to resources, uh, let's at least have a conversation on pet products, and it can still fall in the same categories, good, bad, and the ugly. Uh, and I think it should, kind of same same, same thing there. Um, you know, the, the reality is that a lot of CBD pet products are human products, often at a lower strength, and that, like, especially with CBD oils, and if you do find that your pet friend has... Uh, you know, sometimes as they age, they get those aches and pains just like we all do as we age. Yeah. And, uh, you know, sometimes they'll have other conditions just like humans, like, for example, epilepsy. You know, humans and animals have problems with that. And there's some research, or at least some anecdotal evidence, that it seems to help at least a few people and animals. CBD helps them. So, you know, that's an example there. You know, there, there's no reason that it can't help our animal friends but they are more sensitive to it. And that's the main reason that these products are less strong when they're marketed to pets. Uh, so that, that does mean that in some cases, you know, you could take your human CBD and just make sure you gave a very, very small amount. But it does kind of help with dosing sometimes to have those pet products. Uh, I have used them uh, with some pets uh, in the past. Um, I... The research is a little murky still, uh, just like it is with people, but I think it's a little more murky with, with pets, uh, especially with whether there's a difference between dogs and cats and how they respond to it. I think uh, the evidence seems more clear that dogs respond well to CBD yeah. uh, and a little less well that uh, cats are as, as cats may be less able to absorb it than dogs, I guess is the short version of that. That doesn't necessarily mean you shouldn't explore giving it to your cat. But just be aware of that, um, you know, and I, and I think just kind of there needs to be more research in that area. But, you know, if you have an older pet that's ailing and you want to try a little bit on them, I think there's no reason not to at this point. Yeah. Especially if you get your vet's, you know, guidance on that. And, and as we segue into resources, uh, an update that the veterinarian regulatory bodies, it was not too long ago when they required... Uh, the veterinarians not to discuss, not to promote, not to recommend True. CBD at all. But it has only been uh, maybe three or four months ago when they lifted that. They still are not allowing prescribing of CBD products, but they are or, and or recommending, but they are allowing them to discuss. Mm-hmm. Because I mm-hmm. think that regulatory body is starting to see some of that anecdotal. Uh, inf- uh, studies that are coming up and they're absolutely seeing the value and I think they want the the veterinarians themselves to start funneling in information back to them mm-hmm. yeah and I think you know uh, I mean an open an atmosphere where we can openly discuss these things is always better that's true uh, yeah. with humans too you know it's it's 
You know, it's it's longer than four months ago, but it wasn't that long ago that doctors okay. tended to freak out when you brought up things like CBD, right? You yep. know, five, seven years, six, seven years ago, you might run into doctors that were like, I don't know, I, that sounds scary to me. I don't know what that is. <laughs> but nowadays, every doctor pretty much at least knows what it is. Yeah. They're not going to blow your top if you say, hey, I've been taking CBD, or should I take CBD, or is it safe for me to take CBD, do you think, was what I'm taking? And they'll at least let you know what they know. Uh, and so that's that's a good you know that's a good resource if, if you have a, a, a doctor you, you, you can talk to you should talk to them right. uh, other resources um, you know uh, the, the lab tests I think that's a great one to get right into if you want sure yes yes absolutely uh, so uh, and I'll just lay it out so that the type of retail the testing that he is talking about is the one done by the manufacturers this is one for a retailed product it will involve tests that include potency, heavy metals, pesticides, solvents, and microbial. The test mm -hmm. results itself. Now, let's first find from Kit. Kit, have you had any interesting observations out there where people were falsifying tests? Uh, yes, or, you know, falsifying is such a strong word, maybe obfuscating, you know, not necessarily being completely honest with their tests. Okay, fair. Uh, uh, Yes, absolutely. Or tests that just don't bear out what they advertise. A great example to me is a lot of times you find brands where they're advertising that our product has all these, you know, additional compounds in it, additional terpenes and additional cannabinoids, right? It has CBG in it and it has uh, limonene in the terpene. Yep. But then you go and look at their lab tests and it's just CBD. That's all that shows up. Or maybe CBD and that trace amounts of under 0.03% THC, but you don't see any of these other cannabinoids. Now, are those things in there at some point in the process? I believe it, but is there a measurable amount that I can consume as a consumer that's going to give me results? I'm dubious, right? I want to see it in that right. lab test. I also want to make sure, too, you know, you said that they're performed by the manufacturer. But I want to make sure that everybody understands that they are, but they need to be done by the third-party labs. And so a lot of times you'll see that the manufacturer should be probably running their own tests, and they might sometimes share those with you. But you need to make sure that also another lab was involved. It wasn't just, you know, you know, brand X testing them themselves. Thank you they for that clarity. Sure, yes. Yeah, and you need to make sure that, the, that, it's, um, uh, that the test shows you the individual product Sometimes I have seen smaller brands, and this is a, I'm sure a cost-saving measure as much as anything, where, you know, when you get the hemp plant, you refine it into CBD, and you have raw, sometimes even called like crude CBD, and they'll give you the test results for that. But the thing is, you know, that product, that raw CBD, it goes through a whole manufacturing process, in most cases, before you're consuming it, before it becomes CBD oil or a topical or an inhaler or mac and cheese. There's a whole process that it happens. Yep. And so you need to test. They need to be testing the mac and cheese. They need to be testing the topical. They need to be testing the end user product. And it needs to be a recent test. I would say at least six to nine months, certainly no more than a year old, would be a big red flag for me if it was more than a year old. Thank you again for that guidance. Uh, when you also look at that test, you will find that it will have on there the third-party lab that performed the test. You will find a phone number and an address, and then you will have a test number or a laboratory number. Feel free to call them. They enjoy those phone calls. 
Mm-hmm. Some of them even will publish, depends on the lab, but some even publish the results on their website too. Uh, I've seen some of them do that. Excellent. It depends again on the lab. So, yeah, exactly. If you really want to do that research, by all means, go for it uh, and verify it. And a brand should never uh, act shady when you request this kind of information. If you want those lab tests and they're like, oh, I don't know if I can get that for you, there's plenty of other brands out there and there's no reason to stick with the one that that at any time makes you feel uncomfortable when you're asking questions. Now, there are, of course, limitations. They can't talk about medical conditions because of how the law works. They can't say this will help or cure you if they're a brand. But as far as how their product is made, you know, and letting you see, you know, additional transparency information like those lab tests, um, you know, asking where do you get your hemp, they should be able to answer all those questions. All right. So the two greatest resources are include your physician, whether that be your family practice practitioner or your veterinarian. And then the second biggest resource is to seek out the product's third-party lab tests. In that lab test, we encourage you to make the phone call. If nothing in, if you get to a place of through when you're evaluating the lab document. If you don't understand something, feel free to call them. We, uh, Kit and I can share with you all the pieces on here, but once you get one in front of you, it is a laboratory port. And mm-hmm. sometimes it can be a little confusing. I'm going to suggest go ahead and call the laboratory that did the test and ask them the questions. Uh, Kit, do you have anything to add to that? I, uh, I don't think so. Uh, you know, one of the good things about some of the some of the information is pretty confusing. You know, some of the tests are basically pass fail, and that can be you know it, it can be intimidating to look at those lab tests. But some of that information, like uh, when they're looking for uh, heavy metals, um, there's really no reason to fail any of those tests, right? So that's something that the that the consumer can uh, relatively easily figure figure that out, but. I, I, it can be a little intimidating when you look at your first lab test. That's definitely something to uh, to. Yes, and I, I think I, I'm going to make the offer. Anybody want to reach out uh, to our show, we will happily help you to decipher your lab tests. Uh, Kit, you want to put out that offer? You're welcome to Absolutely as well. Sure, yeah, yeah. I'll do my very best to help you out with that. All right. Uh, for sure. Let's move over to a topic, uh, you know, so we can spend a little bit of time on it. Uh I believe it's super valuable, valuable, and that is to be aware of some of the scams that are out there. Yes. <laughs> what have you seen, Kit? Oh, boy. Uh, so one of the first things I want to bring up is just buying CBD on Amazon. It really <laughs> seems like a good idea because all of us buy so much on Amazon. You know, whether you think of Amazon as good, bad, or ugly, you use it. It's there. It is, in many cases, this incredibly valuable resource. You know, if I need trash bags and I can't make it to the store for whatever reason, I'm glad that there's a way I can order them online. But CBD is different. CBD is technically banned on Amazon. You're not allowed to sell CBD. But if you search on Amazon, you'll find thousands of CBD products. And some of them I have these ridiculous strengths in them. There'll be like 50,000 milligrams of CBD per bottle. Stuff that is just physically impossible. And there's no way to check lab tests. There's no way to verify what you're getting. Um, It's just a bad idea on every level. Don't buy CBD from Amazon. You can buy hemp seeds from Amazon, but don't buy CBD from Amazon. 
<laughs> so I, I tried to do the math on one of those products. I think it said I think it said three million. And it, oh, re- no. it really didn't decipher what three million really was. But I went to other products very close to it, uh, and it was a hemp. Uh, it was a hemp extract, and so I tried to do that math, and I knew the molecule size, and I tried to to decipher their math to ha- the size of a container that it would need to fit in, be because I'm sorry, mass is you can't hide it. <laughs> and, and I was at like a gallon and a half to be able to really squeeze that in. And they were saying this was in a 30 mil, a one ounce bottle. Mm-hmm. So the mislabeling on Amazon really is challenging. And I think it takes a little bit of inquiring to really see how bad it really is. So I agree with Kit. Take your time. I, I wouldn't buy it at all. But if you are going to do, do a little bit of investigating, <laughs> and and know this, right, because Amazon doesn't allow CBD. I've even understood, and, and see if you can verify this, Kit, that Amazon now requires third-party testing to ensure you don't have CBD in your product. I had not. I, I'm afraid I don't know that. That's very funny if that's I, true. Very uh, funny. <laughs> so not funny for the people. I mean, my friends, I, I know people who have talk, come to me and go, oh, Kit, I got this CBD off Amazon. And I'm like, well... I got to tell you about that CBD. It might not be CBD. Right. Uh, so yeah, it's it's you know I guess do your research, but also just be aware that there are so many other brands out there. Uh, you know, and I don't know if you need free shipping. If that's your concern, there's brands with free shipping. You know, it's like there's ways. Like I don't know personally what would mean that I had to get my CBD off Amazon. So that's where I'll leave that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Let's leave it at that. Amazon's not the best place. And yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. Um, let's- should we get to a controversial one here? I, I want to. I'm. I'm open to that. Uh, I, Let's go. I don't. I don't think that multi-level marketing CBD brands are good for people or for the industry. And what I mean by multi-level marketing is where you know you sign on to not just use their CBD products, but also to sell their CBD products to your friends. And if you're not familiar with that in CBD, you've probably had a friend that tried to sell you tights or essential oils, or you may know someone in your family that sells those products themselves. And I have deep ethical concerns about the entire business model itself, so that no matter where you apply it, whether you apply it to tights or CBD or uh, uh, energy, there's places in Texas, there's companies in Texas that use this model to sell power to people's houses, but you're also supposed to sell your friends on selling power. And I had a friend that lost a lot of money doing that. Oh. So it's just, it's not, if you look into multi-level marketing, outside of the advocates of multi-level marketing, you'll find out very quickly that it hurts a lot of people. And I don't like that some of these brands, I won't name them, but some of these brands that are following this model have become uh, pretty strong and pretty big in the hemp industry. And I don't think it's good for the health of the industry or for making our industry look reliable and you have to remember that there's people who still look at cbd as a scam right and you and i Ed, know that we've experienced the benefits of cbd we've looked at the science behind it and we, we do talk about that in our in our lives on the show and my writing but people still look at it as a scam and i think that these multi-level marketing brands they encourage it because i consider their business model a scam yeah Yes, I also, I also agree. Uh, I have very little 
experience with any of those brands that are doing that multi-level marketing, uh, but I've also not looked for them either. Uh, and But I do stand in the same corner as you about that model in general. The, I'll recommend, um, real quick, if you don't mind, Ed, there's a podcast yeah. that's called The Dream, uh, like dreaming, D-R-E-A-M, The Dream. It's not about CBD, uh, but it is about multi-level marketing. Um, it's a really compassionate show talking to the people affected by that business model in other industries. So, And it's just really also kind of entertaining. So I recommend that to people all the time. Check out The Dream. They did two seasons. You could listen in a couple days if you get into it. Beautiful. Beautiful. Okay. And it's a podcast. Yeah. Podcast right. The Dream. Okay. okay. Uh, there's another out there, and it's not always a scam, uh, but it was designed to be a convenience model, and that is... Uh, that is subscription models. Oh yes, that's a good one. Yeah. I, um, I, I, I yeah, think, I subscribe to stuff. I mean, I've subscribed to products. I bet you do too, Ed. Yeah, right? absolutely. It's convenient when it's done correctly. It is. It is. But, but some uh, of these, there are these brands out there, and some of them are very shady. They sneak you onto this into the subscription. Completely unethical. Yeah. And yeah, they, and then you're. Go ahead. Yeah, there's just no way to get off. It's yeah. very hard to get off once you're on that. And I'll tell you where I think they are preying. So listeners, pay attention to this. And I apologize to say it, but I think they are preying on our our aging listeners. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that, that troubles me even more that they're targeting that group. <coughs> I think uh, we have policed many a phone calls uh, because uh, when somebody gets... All right, so this is the model we had, ran up against trying to help, and I bet we helped at least 50 different callers uh, Mm. with the exact same business model, and it turned out that it was the exact same business, but the business kept rebranding itself. And we tracked 10 different brands doing the exact same spinoff. They just kept relaunching a new website, relaunching a new brand. And the calls were just, oh, they were just so sad because every one of them, you know, 60, 70, 80-year-olds, uh, it was just, uh, yeah, heart-wrenching too because we had to help them solve it. But we also couldn't find the, the, the business because, wow, well, the aging consumers, they weren't very internet savvy. So they couldn't help us. We're like, uh, okay, uh, tell me, what, where did you get, where and where and what? And then nobody could answer the question, so... But we were able to get down to the bottom of it and help. But that's an example. Uh, so, I don't, do, you, do you have any uh, interesting drama on subscription models? Yeah, uh, I think, um, yeah, they, are, they do prey on some of our, uh, our older friends and family. Uh, and that is really sad. I think they, they just, they, they, they've, some of them just have really nailed this, the psychology of telling this like, compelling story They'll have a sort of beer C-list celebrity maybe sponsoring them. Sometimes they lie about the celebrity that's sponsoring them. That's something that's come up with these kind of shady subscription CBDs is they'll just kind of steal a celebrity's name and stick it on there. Um, And and they use that to kind of create the credibility, whether the the celebrity will be like, well, I tried other CBD brands and they didn't help me until I tried, boom, insert the fly-by-night CBD made-up name for their CBD. Uh, that they came up with 
for that they're going to use for the next two weeks until they come up with a new one. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, I, it's really sad. Um, and again, it makes the whole industry look bad because we are selling a product that helps people, but it doesn't help us if we're draining their, their, their bank accounts and just, you know, they've got all this product that they don't need. Right. Um, and a lot of these ones just overcharge, too. They're not a good value either, even if you did want that. Um, and again, that's not saying that every brand that does a subscription model is bad by any means. A lot of great brands have that. But again, they've got to make it really clear and easy how to get off that subscription right when you start. And that's really the key thing. That's key. If I'm going to subscribe to something, how do I get off of it? And how easy is it? Okay. It needs to be really easy. Just go to a website, click a button, or have a phone call. You can call them. And, and, and I think that's maybe a general tool is like, there are good newer brands out there, but I think it, it helps to find a brand maybe with a little bit of history, especially if you're going to subscribe to them. Make sure it's a brand that's been around for a while. That is good. And you know, I'll give you a lead in on what should cause a red flag to go up. Most of these subscription scams are starting out with a free product. If you get yeah. an offer for a free product and then have to throw in a credit card, immediately engage your your you're testing. Go go in there and, and be a private eye. Go in there and start digging and understand from their website who they are, how long they've been around, uh, and see if you can un- uncover the truth. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And reach out to their customer service and ask questions. Am I subscribing to anything? Beautiful. Uh, that, yeah, yeah. That, that's, ac- that's actually great for our, our aging adults. If you're not savvy on the Internet, just call their customer service line and have that kind of a conversation with them. Or, you know, recruit your, your grandson or your son. Get them to help you before Absolutely. you Absolutely. Yeah, before you put your credit card down. Uh, yeah. It's the funny thing is we had this product that was forbidden for so long. Now suddenly our grandparents are asking about it, which is great. But they need to now come to their grandkids that maybe they thought were a little strange for being interested <laughs> in the plan. And start asking them some questions because we will happily educate you. I promise. <laughs> uh, yep, yep. All right. Now, uh, Kit, in, in order to – we have about two minutes before our show wraps up. I yes. would like to ensure our listening audience, audience knows how to reach you. Thank you. Um, so I am uh, – if you search – if you Google search for Kit O'Connell, you will find me. Uh, my main uh, presence focused on hemp and CBD right now is a Twitter account called Kit Loves Hemp. K-I-T-L-O-V-E-S-H-E-M-P. Kit Loves Hemp. And if you follow me there, I will share all the hemp-related, CBD-related stuff I do, like this podcast, the articles I write, uh, other stuff I do. Beyond that, you can find me easily by searching Kit O'Connell, uh, that's my name on almost all social media. You'll get there my CBD and my uh, political content, both in that case. Yeah. Now, and I'll share something that I've learned about Kit is that his agenda is transparent. Uh, and he truly <laughs> is a servant of this industry. Uh, and I, I don't say that for a lot of people I come in, uh, come in contact with. You truly are. And I'm personally grateful that you're, you've taken on that role. Thank you so much. Just to I say. really appreciate it. Yeah. Now, uh, listeners, we're coming uh, short on today's show. I hope it was informative and maybe even a little entertaining. Uh, I know our next show uh, will be entertaining. It's how much CBD should I use? That is such a challenging question when dosing is such an issue and the fact that this is a plant that came from a farm uh, that can you know, have many, many uh, different 
changes to it. So we are going to approach this subject next. How much CBD should I use? All right. I hope everybody enjoyed today's show. I want to thank Kit again for spending his time on our show and helping our listeners out. Kit, thank you very much. Thank you so much. I'd love to come back. I want to talk. I want to say thank you to our team back at the office for putting all today's show's content together, and thank you, Voice America, for hosting our podcast. So I want everybody to have a good week, and we will be back again next week. Bye, listeners. Thank you for listening to the CBD Ed Show. Please join your host, Edward Cheney, for another edition next Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Variety Channel. We can also be heard each week on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Until we talk again, enjoy the upcoming weekend, and we'll be here soon.